0: have knowledge that this, and this is why I'm so passionate about my work and content creation, is this concept of if you are not aware that what you are enduring, like in a relationship or in a religion or in a workplace, if you are not aware that that interaction is extremely harmful to your psyche, you're going to normalize it. And normalized trauma is untreated trauma, hands down. There is no chance for you to actually bring yourself to awareness. If you say, this is just how I live. This is just my workplace. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know. You're acting like I need to get a better job, but like, this is just how we work. Right. Or this is just my family. Like this is my family you're talking about. Like, what do you mean there's a problem? And I go, ooh, like immediately I hear like there's so much normalization of the interactions that I'm like, ooh, there's some work, but it's okay. Like, I mean, people get there, but knowledge, knowledge is so important. And then we have obviously the intricacies of knowledge. Like you have to be open to that knowledge, right? If I like throw something at you and you're like, I don't care, right? You're not going to absorb that knowledge, right? So we have knowledge. So I ha- I likely, I'm-, I'm guessing many of the people who are listeners of this, Already are very much established in their knowledge. They most likely have been exposed to many, many factors that have allowed them to be absorbing fully like the content that, you know, is getting thrown at you or your own research. Like, I don't want to negate that. Like, yes, we are both expertises. Like we are both experts in our field, but you are allowed to do research. You are allowed to learn on your own. Like you don't have to always go from like this, oh, who's the doctorate and who's the, you know, who's the person that has the license and all this stuff. You're allowed to do your own research. We also want you to be like getting good information, right? We don't want it to be like, false information, which is kind of how we get into this like religious issues. But this concept of where do we start? Knowledge. Okay. So if you are already at knowledge and you are at a point where you feel, okay, I'm aware, I'm, I'm, I'm now aware that this is happening. That's why I say the next stage after knowledge is awareness because you're like, oh, well, isn't that naturally going to happen? And I go, no, because, and here's the parallel, here's the analogy. Okay. I explain to people. I don't know. You said there was some religious background, right, Chris? Like you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so like I, t- I kind of explain to people. I'm like, when we were kids, we get David and Goliath, and we get, and I mean, if you're in the Christian, I shouldn't I shouldn't just say this, but like if you're in the Christian mindset, this is what you're most likely going to get. Noah's Ark, David and Goliath. Like you're gonna, and also like if you're in a different religion, you're gonna get these like sub stories of like the core concepts of your religion. But I always explain to people, children are just like little mirrors, so they're like. Um, I know you're and like you're just rote. It's rote memory. You don't know, does Jesus actually love me? You're gonna know it eventually when you get to critical thinking, but when you're five, you're not absorbing the full extent of what that means, right? And so you're getting taught that is knowledge, but are you aware? I am gonna fight you on this, not you, but I'm gonna fight somebody on this, that until you're reaching critical thinking, you are not aware. You are literally not aware of the psychological constructs that's behind that parable. You don't know you don't know what they're talking about. He's like, oh, do you see the water and the the woman and the well and the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you see that? I'm like, we're talking to seven-year-olds. Like we are, and I'm being dead serious. Like because I'm in the psychological realm, I think it's absurd, but many people don't even realize this fact. They're like, yeah, my seven-year-old can like do math and stuff. Of course they're absorbing the psychological constructs of like what this Bible story says. And I go, that is such a high level critical thinking process that it's absurd that you genuinely think they're absorbing the full awareness of that knowledge. Okay, so why I parallel it with that religious concept? Because it's gonna, you're gonna see the parallel go further. But we have knowledge, then we have awareness. So now, if you take in that knowledge of, oh, my toxic system, or this, well, you're not gonna call it toxic in the beginning. My, my relationship might have some of these factors that someone says could be harmful, right? Okay, it's your responsibility. Now, do you do you notice when that happens, though? Like, are you actually noticing when they're manipulating you? Are you noticing the low-key deception? Are you noticing the triangulation, right? Are you noticing any of that? Because if you're not noticing it, now we're stopped at knowledge. You just know it. You aren't aware that it's happening, though, and now your healing journey stops at knowledge. That's Mm -hmm. it. You don't get further than that. Okay. So then once we're at awareness, okay, so now we understand, I think I use the 10 commandments. Okay. We have knowledge of the 10 commandments. Okay. And then we have, you know, thou shall not steal. Okay. And we're aware of like a couple of different instances when like someone could be like stealing like overtly stealing like oh like I just saw what you did like you just grabbed you know my mom's purse or whatever and you grab like a 20 out that's stealing okay you're aware when it happens it's not like that that can happen pretty quickly right but then i tell people on the next part of the healing journey is belief that that construct the 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 construct of stealing do you believe that that is like valid do you believe that that is something that's worth implementing into your life? Do you think that 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 is like enough of a reason to be like, yeah, like I, I mean, I believe that stealing is wrong, right? Okay, cool. Like that's part of the, that's part of your implementation of that knowledge is you have to believe because if someone tells me like, um, I mean, robbing a bank is stealing, but like me showing up five minutes late isn't okay. I'm not going all or nothing. And guys, if you do this, I don't give a shit. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I do not care, but now we're working with the all or nothing, right? We're now looking at the autonomy of it. And this is where the autonomy comes in with belief because you are now sitting there saying, well, where's the line in the sand for stealing, huh? Like, is it robbing a bank or is it when I show up 10 minutes late after my lunch break? Mm-hmm. Now we're in the belief stage. You have to form your belief around the knowledge, which is where it's so tricky because people are going to go all or nothing with this belief. They're going to say, well, you either believe stealing is wrong yes. or you don't, you're just a complete like corrupt person and you're going to, you know, whatever, right? And I go, okay, well, this is the autonomy. This is the good and the gray. Blend the mentalities, understand your belief systems. We don't have to go back our way. We don't have to go our nothing. We have to form our belief and remain understanding that belief. And then the next step, and I'll get to that in a second. But here's the the parallel with healing, okay? (laughs) I'm in a toxic relationship. I'm now understanding there's knowledge. I'm aware when someone's interacting with me in a toxic way. Do I believe, (laughs) do I actually believe what they're doing is wrong though? Or do I say that's normal? Do, at this point, am I now normalizing it? Like am I am I going back to like am I going backwards, right? Because we already got to the stage of awareness, which is like, okay, maybe it's not normal. But when we're saying, do I believe that what they're doing is wrong? And do I believe that I need to advocate for myself? If both of those answers are no, there goes your healing journey stops. Mm-hmm. Because if you're saying, well, I mean, I guess it isn't right what he's doing, but like, like, what am I? What am I supposed to do? Like, I I guess, like, I don't really, I don't really think it's worth it. I don't really think it's worth talking about. I don't think it's, that's your belief. You do not believe, you do not believe that it's worth implementing change, okay? So like, whether or not you believe that that person's doing it wrong, if you don't believe that it's worth like genuinely applying to your life, it is not going to lead to healing. Okay. So then we have the next stage. And this is why I was saying I was going to do a whole podcast. Maybe you'll get it. If you guys want to see it, you can listen to it later, but you're going to get it <laughs> here too. So perfect. Um, we have conviction. Okay. On the healing journey, we have conviction after belief. Okay. So this is where it's tricky. And this is where a lot of the believers would get called hypocrites, right? Because I would be like, let's go with like, oh my God, virginity is a construct, but let's go with purity. Okay. So let's go with, oh yeah, like premarital sex is wrong. Knowledge. Awareness. When I see my friends doing it, I'm aware that it's wrong. I'm aware that I could be put in that position. I'm aware that it's still wrong. And I'm now believing it's wrong. I'm at belief stage. Right? Okay, I believe it's wrong. Conviction is the moment where you're about to have sex and not choose to have sex. (laughs) That's your conviction. That is your moment of call to action. I always tell people the reason why conviction is even in this process is because belief doesn't really call you to action. It's just the passive mental state, right? Oh, I believe that's wrong. Oh, I believe I need to self advocate. Perfect. That's great. Now we're going into conviction. The second you have the chance, the second you have the chance to be called to a radical action of that belief, now we're at conviction. Okay? So now you're in an action state of whether or not you are going to let that belief show up into the external world. Are you going to apply that? Right. Okay. So now we have conviction. And that's why I just said the next stage, which is application. You're in full application of that belief, conviction, and state of awareness. Everything is getting applied. So this is the full extent of when we get to application, you are now taking every single step and you are fully bringing it out into the external world. Okay. And this is why so much of this work on your healing journey, if you noticed, it's most of that is internal in the beginning. Most of it is internal. Almost every stage up until right at the end is internal work. And then once we get to conviction and application, you're convicted, oh, not gonna have sex, right? or oh I am oh, I'm gonna and then you're like, oh my God, does my belief mean nothing right Like you' like and then you have that whole like self crisis or whatever. But this concept of if we look at that stage and I I mean, I use the religious analogy, but if you look at that stage, why do so many people end at some of those stages at that oh, they ended at awareness, or oh, they ended at, you know, um belief. And why so many of my folks get they struggle is they get to the point where they're so aware it's painful. They do believe that they deserve more. And when conviction comes, this is the tricky part because they're called to action. and they're called to talk to their sister and say, "Hey, We need to have a conversation about boundaries. You know, you live three houses down. I need you to let me know before you're coming into the house. Like I need some privacy. I need us to have a conversation about this. It's important to my autonomy. It's important to the health of our relationship. This is why, and I'm believing so firmly that I need this boundary, that I'm convicted to apply it to my external life, okay? And so when people say, how do we even do this Hoylian journey? I say there's so many steps involved. It's not impossible, but you have to genuinely work. And this is why I call it self-work. Because you are genuinely in a fight for your life. And so many people see it as this passive state. They're like, well, I mean, I guess if, you know, Uncle Jerry says a racist joke, may- racist joke, maybe I'll like not laugh. And I'm like, okay, well, you know. We're not just talking about that. We're talking about like, sounds like your entire family's complicit in racism. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, that might be a problem, right? And it's like, (laughs) I'm just saying, like, it it sounds like a low key thing. But genuinely, if we're looking at the thematic elements, this is why it shakes us to our core. Because bringing it back to religion, if you look at like, I know that I am bisexual, I'm aware of when I neglect, ooh, this is a hard, hard one. I'm aware of when I neglect that authenticity. That's painful. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that's so painful. I'm aware of when I neglect that authenticity. Then I believe I'm worth it enough to speak my truth. When someone asks, you know, oh, I thought I saw you the other day. Like, you know, I thought that like, were you out with a friend? Oh, no, that was a date. I'm convicted that I believe like I, my belief is now founded in the external world. And now I'm in full application mode where I'm showing up to my experience with all of those tools.